we spend zero in marketing. Like our team spends zero. Really? In, so, yeah. I mean, we, we just never, I mean, I think at one point we were on realtor.com and um, things like that, but we, we haven't done it in years. This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our Take Action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And our producer, Ariel, just let us know that the, um, what was Stitcher? Stitcher. So if yes. you're listening on Stitcher, we get a lot of downloads on Rest Stitcher. Rest in peace. Rest in Stitcher. peace. Apparently it's going away. So make sure to go over to Apple uh, Podcast or Spotify. And then we're like also on Overcast. There's a bunch of different players that we're on, but we actually do. I was shocked to hear. I was like, do we have any listeners on Stitcher? And I think we have like 286 few, or something like that. A few hundred, yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, please, if you're on Stitcher right now listening to this, go over to Apple Podcast or Spotify. Yeah, definitely. While you're there, drop us a review. We'll read it here on the show. Our guest today is Janet Brink with 23 years of experience in the real estate industry. Janet is the co-founder and director of strategy and growth at Dwellis, which has been recognized annually by the Wall Street Journal, Real Trends, The Thousand and America's Best for Sales Volume. She's been the team leader for the number one brokerage in Loudoun County, ranked in the top 1% of residential sales in North America, and is a lifetime member of the NVAR Multi-Million Dollar Sales Club. Janet, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Hi, how are you guys? Good to be here. We are fantastic. Well. Yeah, we can't help but be fantastic. It, it's, it's an honor to be able to have you on. Um, you threw an incredible mastermind conference all about brand building. I was lucky enough to speak there. And when you know I saw you run it, put it together, just one, I tell the audience, super shocked. One, it's really hard to pull off an event. And especially when it's not your full-time gig, it's not your business, you're not trying to make money off of it, you're literally just trying to give back to the aging community. And that's what you guys did, and you really did it phenomenal. And this is from someone who, we go to what, 79, 80 conferences? Yep. And we, and we pay to be there at those conferences, so you guys really did an incredible job. That made me go, guys, we got to get Janet on this podcast and pick her brain. So I would love, Janet, for you to share. I know you guys just announced like you were number five of large teams in Virginia, um, according to like the I bet, Real Trends. Was it the Real Trends report? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you have built an incredible team there with the Dwellers Group. Can you walk us through a little bit of your story of building that team and what do you think the secret sauce was to that? Uh, yeah, so, you know, we really built a team out of necessity, really. Um, you know, I was an agent for 12 years, kind of solo agent, and uh, met the, um, my business partner, Ryan Zook, at um, probably three years into my career. And we were solo agents kind of sharing and assistant and collaborating. I had four kids, so I was stepping out of the business, wrapping my head around having another child. And like we were covering for each other and things like that. But then 
we decided to move our business to Keller Williams and start a team. And um, at the time it was for necessity, right? So we were both like super busy, lots of kids. I had lots of personal stuff going on in my life and the market was moving really quickly. And we just couldn't, you know, our business had plateaued because we couldn't take care of clients um, the way that we were and still grow, right? So uh, we brought on a showing assistant, you know, went into kind of that model and gave ourselves some leverage there. She happened to be super uber talented and grew very quickly into a buyer's agent. And so I feel like it was, it was that moment we, we learned the beauty and art of leverage. And um, from there, it was just like, okay, what else can we leverage so that we can keep our standard of business and our client experience really really high, but also do more business. Um, so Dive deeper a little bit into that. I'm just curious on this idea of leverage. If you're right now a solo agent, like who should be your first hire? Like let's say you're producing really well. Like where should I go? Like transaction coordinator? Should I go a showing agent? Like where should I so go So that's first? interesting because like I typically, I believe, I'm not with color rooms now, but I believe red. <laughs> I've always coached from the MREA, which if you haven't read that, you have to go read it because yep. it's like the Bible, right? Um, so the MREA answer to that would be like, okay, you hire an assistant. And um, now I've kind of like jokingly said, if transaction coordination companies would have been a thing back in like 2008, nine, 10, whatever we were, I, I would have never hired an assistant, mm -hmm. right? I believe the first thing that we can leverage is a transaction coordinator. Um, even if you're a new agent, um, it's like keeping you in your 20% of money-making activities, right? So even if you're only doing like one or two deals, I always say, you know, when I first got a transaction coordinator, and this was after being in the business for a long time, I was blown away by the systems and just like the, the value and the touches that they provided. So I'm always like, if you're a new agent, hire a transaction coordinator because they're going to show you what you should be doing. Hmm. Do, do they right. take a, just so the audience says, do they take a percentage of the deal or is it a flat fee normally? It's a flat fee usually. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so there's no, so why would I hire an assistant now where I'm responsible for their salary and feeding their families and all of that? where a transaction coordinator, you're only going to pay them if you're closing deals. It's like the mm. most beautiful thing ever. Yeah, that is actually a brilliant model. Okay, so you guys started scaling. You learned the art of leverage. Uh, so talk us through like how big is the team right now and how do you guys go about feeding your team from a lead standpoint and, and like what's your philosophy on how to build a real estate business from a lead gen standpoint and, and building your business that way? So, I mean, there's a million different ways of growing a big business and team. Our, you know, we don't feed our team leads necessarily. Like that's not kind of how we built our team. We basically, um, what, do, what do you call it? Like teach them how to fish, yep. right? And so um, there's kind of a hybrid of two models within our team. And so part of that team is really just like coaching, training, and teaching them how to lead generate, how to have the conversations while they're plugging into our value proposition, our marketing, our brand, our backend support. And then the other side of that is 
what was created and, and following kind of a, um, the MREA model a little bit more, which is um, having buyers agents that are going out working with all the buyers, having listing agents that are um, handling all of the listings and did that answer your question? Yeah, that, so I'm, I guess I'm actually really curious there on the buyer and the listing. So you have buyer's agents that just do show the buyers around and then you have listing agents or are people doing the dole rule? They're doing both. Okay, they're, they're doing, doing both. both. Okay, I want to make yeah. sure I, I, so I was hearing you wrong. I thought I was hearing that you actually split it right down the middle. Okay. We did in the beginning, but now we have agents that are doing both. Doing both. Okay. So you're teaching them how to fish. Um, where, like, where do you point people? So if I'm a new agent starting on your team, um, like where would you point me to start trying to generate business? How should I think about uh, my lead generation from that standpoint? So that is very interesting that you ask that right now, because like it's changing so much for me in my mind in the current environment. So initially for years, I would say, okay, like, Let's lead with revenue, right? So if you don't have any revenue, let's not go buy Zillow leads. Let's not go, you know, that route. Let's get your database together, right? And then we're going to start with a 33, 36 touch plan. And we're going to touch them. We're going to see how many conversations we can have uh, with those people to ask for business and referrals and add value to them. And now, you know, with the information age that we live in and consuming information so differently, I'm now having a conversation, which is funny because I just went all in on video, social media and branding, like within the last seven months, probably I'm having a conversation of you have to do that. I mean, for me, in my mind, that's the fastest, quickest way to grow a real estate business right now. Yeah, I, I am seeing similar in the sense of like, to me, I still see it as your sphere but the fastest way to get the word out to your sphere is through social. Um, now, phone call maybe is a little bit faster, so it'd be nice you know, tell everybody, pick up the phone, call your sphere, let them know you're in the business. But I am seeing similar to you that there's a couple new agents that I've been coaching, and they have generated a lot of combos just by posting consistently on their social and doing vi video specifically too has yeah, been interesting yeah. it's like they're like i was literally coaching uh Ange mm -hmm. just like two days ago so it's a new real estate agent here in pa and i told her i said hey you're posting a ton on your social which is fantastic and you're posting a bunch of great content articles even a lot of our content that we produce here at reminder media i said but when you post the videos your engagement is so much better and here's the secret it makes everything else you post elevate in credibility so what yeah. I mean, right, yeah, what I mean is like, if I, I love sales, so if I'm posting articles about sales all the time, right, or marketing, it's like, that's cool. But if Luke gets on there with a video and starts talking about sales and marketing, all of a sudden, all the articles that I posted become more real, more authentic, more connected to me to where it actually elevates all my other posts. So video is like crazy. Like you have to, have to, have to be posting video is what I'm yeah. finding. What type of videos are you doing? Like you're all in on uh, content last seven months. What, what are you doing brand wise from that perspective in your mind? So the struggle is real for me, right? I'm in the thick of it and I've got a social media, you know, manager, coach, whatever. And it's like, okay, my pillars of content and they're one to educate. 
um, educate clients as far as what's going on in the market and thing, the questions that we get every day, multiple times a day, answering those questions. Yep. Um, but I'm also, you know, really, really diving into sharing my authentic self outside of real estate, which has been interesting um, for me. Why, why do you say interesting? You know, because it's like I, I've always considered, you know, I live out loud, right? And I'm a pretty open person. And there are just some, some things that I've been hesitant about with, with sharing. And, um, you know, I, my number one strength finder is includer. So I never want people to feel excluded or out of my circle or whatever. And I certainly don't ever want to offend anyone, but like, it's like, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about this, Lucas. It's like our faith, our, Lucas, Luke, our, my faith. Like I've never wanted to really be, don't talk about religion. Don't talk about yeah, politics, religion, and yeah, all that stuff. Right? Stay away from. So, mostly. like, that's been interesting for me to. But if you know me in real life, you know that that's a huge part of who I am, and you also know that if you're Muslim or a non-believer or whatever, like, I love you. You know what I mean? I just had a weird time connecting, just things like that on social media. But I feel like you know, if you're somebody told me if you're speaking to everyone, you're really speaking to no one, and yeah. so my challenge with myself is really finding my people. And so they're, they're thinking about me as a whole person and actually building relationship with me just outside of real estate, because there's only so much real estate you can talk about. They don't care. They really don't care. And so I'm learning that, you know, the way that we built our business, which was, you know, 33 touch and adding value and, you know, talking about real estate, but then inviting them to cool parties and showing them, you know, gratitude through client appreciation events and things like that. Um, you know, when they are watching me on video now, they're connecting with me at a whole different level. And, you know, I've, I've had this, you know, system in place to keep in contact with clients. We've done a really good job with that. And the interesting thing that I have found is nothing really has changed over the last year with with my business, still doing the same amount of business. I'm, you know, top five, you know, whatever, all the accolades I could push out. But since I've gone all in on video, the people in my world, like I will walk into my church in the last seven months and they're like, oh my God, you're crushing it. And I'm like, <laughs> I've not sold one more house. I'm awesome. not, you know what I mean? But they just have this like connection and they bring it up. They talk about it. Right. And so I've had them on drip campaigns for, I don't know how long and nobody wants to talk about it. It's like the video actually attracts people to you because you're not just talking about real estate and selling them something all the time. And it uh, touches on like in psychology, people, when they see activity, they think productivity. So when people see you out and about, whether you're doing good or not, whether it's pointless or you're doing or not, like from an actual money making standpoint, the consumer psychologically just thinks productivity. Oh my gosh, I see Luke everywhere. I see Janet everywhere. That they're crushing it, and then it's authentic. 
Imagine this, you're driving around town and you see a house that you previously sold with a for sale sign in the yard featuring an agent that isn't you. There's no worse feeling than knowing you missed out on an opportunity for repeat business simply because a former client forgot your name. With Reminder Media's help, you can become unforgettable with your own branded magazine. In fact, 70% of people who receive a personally branded magazine from their agent have done repeat business with them simply because they sent them the magazine. Never lose another client again because they forgot who you were. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash ForgottenAgent to request your free sample of our branded magazine. That's ReminderMedia.com slash ForgottenAgent. Take action on this today. And I, I'm thinking about like um, what you're saying of the struggling to produce content and it reminds me of Gary V's really famous, you know, saying of like, he wants you to document, not create. And I think like, for anybody who's struggling to share about their, whether it's their faith, their, you know, politics, whatever, like they're thinking through that lens, just don't try to create, just document. So if you are in a moment where that's something that's going on in your life and you're actually thinking about it, then document it, no problem, then and then share it. And I think we had Jeff, who you had at the, uh, speak at the conference on, we interviewed him on the podcast. And yeah, yeah, we interviewed him and he was, you know, saying and harping on the same topic about this authenticity of content. It's like you just have to lean in and realize you can't ever kill yourself with a story on Instagram because it's gone in 24 hours. So even if even if people get it's only 24 hours, so it will, it will go away. So post all that stuff on your stories and you don't even have to worry at all. It takes that fear right. away. Well, and and even if you're making you're you're afraid you're making a really sucky video, like my coach is like Awesome. If it really sucks, no one's going to see it. So who cares? Yeah. Just <laughs> Actually, that is so true. It's, so you're you're still doing the 33 touch right now uh, for your database? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so still yeah, do yeah. the 33 touch. What are some of those touches that you do for your database? So we are big on events. We do four client events a year. Um, and of course, those have multiple touches, um, phone calls, emails. Can friends. you give us a flavor of some of those types of events just for ideas for people? So we do a March Madness happy hour in the fall. Um, We do, which this is, this is a, we do a charity golf tournament every year, which is um, for charity, but it's still like included in our uh, 36 touch. We've done um, movie nights. We've done um, family fun days out at like the state parks where we have barbecue catered in and face painting and all of that stuff. Uh, so, you know, we just, as long as we, we plan it out the year before and it's changed a little bit, but we want to touch all of those people. And then people are set up on, you know, my birthday campaign. So their birthday, they get, you know, a a happy birthday message, home anniversary messages, um, a monthly, here's what's happening in your neighborhood, um, email and all of that. So that's still in place. Um, and you know, I just, I've probably not been, as because I'm, I'm super busy and now with kind of changing gears a little bit with video, I've scaled back on my, on my calls. Yep. Um, to them. I don't spend a lot of time doing that, but we'll we're going to see how it works. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. I would encourage you keep the calls, just add video, do more. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> it's easy. No. Yeah. No, but it's interesting. You say client events and Josh and I have shared this on the show before. Uh, what, how many episodes are we in? Like how many episodes is this? Four hundred and 
471. Yeah, so 471. So you're a liar, Josh. No, yeah, no, no. no. 471. So maybe half of those have been interviews, probably, right? Maybe a little more mm-hmm. um, than half. Client events, number one strategy. The last we, couple years. Yeah, we have heard from people. Strategy. And it's interesting to hear you say the core around how you build your 33 touch is these four client events because then you get to invite people. And it, it really resonates with what you're saying about video because it's the personal connection that, you know, video is maybe not quite the client event, but it, it's, it still ties in there. Uh, how much does an event just budget range cost you? Like, are you are you dropping a ton of money on it or are you not? Like, well, how should people think about their client event? Is it going to cost them a ton? Do you get people to help pay for it? So we get, we, the goal is to get it covered by our sponsors and business affiliates. Um, And, you know, we've invited, so that's kind of the economies of scale with our team is when we have all of our agents inviting their sphere of influence and all of that, um, the price can go down just if we divide it up between, between agents, depending on what setup they are. But mostly you guys can get your lenders or other people like that to chip in. Okay. That's fantastic. And do you do a speech at the client event where you talk to everybody and you do any, I don't want to say sales pitch, but you know what I mean? Like present the company or do you totally not do any of that? So we, I believe in doing that, right? I believe it's like a give, 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 take type of thing. And, and you know, we're out there feeding them and everybody's having a great time. And so, you know, I do remind people that, um, you know, we spend zero in marketing. Like our team spends zero. Really? In, so, yeah. I mean, we, we just never, I mean, I think at one point we were on realtor.com and um, things like that, but we, we haven't done it in years. So, so all of our time, money, and resources go into the client experience, getting awesome. back to them through our events and things like that. So I don't have a problem standing up and just saying, hey, just as a reminder, it's you guys um, and your referrals that really allow us to have um, a big business and give back to you in the way that we are. And just want to remind you, yeah, I, I, I absolutely do that. I love that. So I would agree with that. I know some people disagree, but um, I think if you if you don't promote yourself, right, why would anybody else promote you? And I think there's always, always the line, there's always the natural tension, but I think you 100% should because people don't think about it. Like they might just literally come to your client event and not realize they could reciprocate by giving you a referral. Um, so I know you've overcome challenges in your life. I'm sure you have had agents that have had to overcome adversity. How do you motivate and inspire and, and, and help people overcome the adversity or the walls that they face, um, especially in this business where the failure rate is so high? Yeah, I think it's really for me being vulnerable and pulling back the curtain on what's actually going on and you know, I've had a lot of people over the years like, oh my God, you know, I, I literally had somebody call me Miss Real Estate, like another agent was like, oh, Miss Real Estate, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, I used to walk around with this wall uh, to present myself and show my representative to people. Um, but it really now is about sharing the mess behind the the accomplishments and you know it's it's not always the social media representation of life is great right so i feel like the more that i share where i actually am with people it kind of 
you know, it lets them breathe saying, you know what, I don't have to have it all figured out, right? I just have to keep acting and be in action and do something. Mm. You know, for me, I think it's just kind of pulling back that curtain and being authentic. Yeah, I was uh, talking to the insurance syndicate, this group that I uh, talk to every Monday on a show called Monday Mindset. And I was sharing with them the Bruce Lee quote of you can overcome any any failure if one has the the courage to admit them. Um, and the point I was trying to make is very similar to what you're saying of like, when you don't admit your failure, when you don't show the messiness, it has power over you mm-hmm. because you have guilt from it. You have lack of integrity because you, you're putting on a front that you know you don't really truly <laughs> represent. But when you yeah. admit your failure, when you admit where you've messed up, you have put power over the failure, power to learn from it, power to change. Um, and it's like, that is such a hard thing to live out because we get so much, I don't know if you get this, Josh, or not, but we get like, you get so much satisfaction, so much fulfillment out of people feeling like you've done a good job or you're, you know, they can look up to That's you. Or Enneagram what, three, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's why I said, I don't know if you feel this, Josh, oh, it's an yeah, one, yeah. but, <clears throat> yeah, um, I feel, yeah. but that, I mean, that is true. It's like, you feel a lot of satisfaction or fulfillment from people being able to look up to you. And you feel well, like you honestly, let's be honest. It's the ego. Yes. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I, I have had such a hard time just getting away from my ego. I mean, I used to, I mean, that my ego literally, we always talk about like, what's your big why? Like my ego was my big why for years and it worked by the way, yep. like it absolutely works. So when I'm talking to people about, Oh, what's your big why? Like if, if you have an ego big enough to get you to wake up every day and lead generate on the phone, do it. I mean, I love my, that. Yes. My first broker used to, this is going to show you how, how old I am. He used to take out a um, page in the Rustin Connection. That was the town our office was in. And he would put our, you know, the agent's faces over a million and their faces would be like bigger. And then over 500,000, the face, you know, for the agents of that month. And I just remember walking into the kitchen where he used to post it in our, in our office. And I saw that and I was like, my face is not on there. And I literally woke up for years making sure that my face, my big mug, my ego was going to be on the wall and in the in the stupid little town newspaper every month. I love I love though how you said there's nothing wrong with if your ego if you want to win like that and that motivates you, there's nothing wrong with that. As you mature in life, I think what happens is you realize those things are so temporary and fleeting. And so you have to find something higher. I call it like transcendent of yourself that that you're going for. But um, I love how you say that because there's nothing wrong with wanting to win. Tom Brady wants another Super Bowl ring, right? Like you you have to want the ring. You have to want to win. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. You just can't let it be the only thing ultimately in your life. Right. right? And that's when I started, when I started having kids and all of that, then it was like, uh, do I and really, changes. And, and then my big why changed, right? Okay. Now I got to feed all these mouths. And <laughs> it's amazing how kids literally just overnight totally, shift your perspective. Yeah, yeah. Totally change. Like now that I have two kids, it's just like, man, all, almost it's like almost all of who you were dies in a way, like your desires for yourself. It almost is like it 
dies. And sometimes forcefully, you don't want to let it go. You want some of your personal time back and some of your, but it's almost like you, you get to let it, it all to come go. back a little bit the older they get, though. So uh, is it okay? Okay. It, yeah. I'm not going to be a phoenix that <laughs> rises from the ashes. That's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Janet, t- tell us, uh, I know you have another conference coming up uh, later in this year. T- uh, tell us about that. Uh, yes. So I'm super excited about this. Speaking of kind of like interweaving faith and business and, and branding and all of that. I recently last March discovered a group called the faithful agent, which is where I met you Luke. Um, and this group is growing into an awesome um, group of people that basically want to grow their business and grow their faith. And so we're doing meetups in all the different cities uh, around the, the country. And I just had one this morning um, in the DMV area. And uh, Garrett Maroon, who um, founded The Faithful Agent, he is doing the annual conference, um, the second annual conference. The first one was in March in D.C., or not D.C., but in Northern Virginia in the uh, DMV area on October 19th. And it's essentially if you want to grow your business and grow your faith, um, it's going to be an amazing event with speakers and uh, exercises and lunches included. And it's going to be very similar to the one we did in May. But definitely. Is there a website up for that yet, do you know? There is. We don't have a venue yet, okay. so there's a there's a website. Um, but as soon as I get a venue, we're going to finalize the event right and push out all the details. But I'm doing that this week. Awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure to note that in the show notes as well. Uh, before we go, close out here, Janet, let people know how they can connect with you. So I am. Oh my god, I should know everything, right? <laughs> Janet Brink. Uh, I don't even know my handles. Janet Brink. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I think it's Janet on Instagram. Um, but yeah, you can Google me and find me. Yeah. And we'll also, we'll also put it in the show notes too. But you guys should definitely That'd find be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Janet, thanks so much for coming on. And thank you all so much for listening. As Luke mentioned, we're going to put those links in the show notes where uh, you can get the video uh, of this episode over at staypaidpodcast.com. And if you enjoy this episode and want to share your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Drop us a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way to show, show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at hello. Nope. Podcast at reminder. Whoa, a new email address. Wow. No. I have been in... <laughs> I've been in marketing this week. Yeah, you have. I've been been in marketing this week. That's what it is. So that's where that came from. You can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We're at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Janet, thank you so much. That was awesome. Guys, check out. It was awesome. You are fantastic. Check out the Faithful Agent Conference. Um, I will definitely be there. Uh, God willing, right? Um, if nothing else happens, but I will definitely be there. It's going to be a great show or in conference. And what I liked about it last time was very intimate. Uh, you really got to know people. You really got to spend time with people, uh, which is also, always to me the best conferences. Um, here's my action item for everybody on this podcast, right? Because we all know, hey, you got to be out there. You got to be in your sphere. And if you're hearing Janet, right, she hasn't spent any money on marketing. So it's totally relationships. And she's telling you, hey, as a top five team in Virginia, large team, in my years of doing this, being a multi-million dollar producer, I'm realizing that video is a great way for me to build relationships. It's a great way for me to get in front of my audience. I'm walking into my church now, she said, and people are literally coming up to her in different ways because of what video is doing for a connection. Are you doing video? 
Commit to doing one video a week. Just one. Just one video a week sharing something that's on your mind, on your heart. Maybe it's even about real estate. Not all the time about real estate, I'll tell you, but maybe sometimes about real estate. But share what's on your mind. Document, don't create, right? But do one video a week. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 